This is an EO APAC production, and the Phoenix is rising. This is episode 11, and as usual, we travel across Asia to speak to entrepreneurs in their journeys of change and pivots through life and business. Today, I have with me Melissa Ong Su Lee from the Philippines. She's a second-generation entrepreneur with high-precision diagnostics, a healthcare provider with almost 60 branches across the Philippines. She worked with the family when it was four branches, and it flew since then. Melissa herself is a graduate of interior design from Parsons School of Design in New York, and now leads sales and marketing at High Precision Diagnostics. Now, the pandemic took some positive turns for certain industries and for healthcare, it provided a really great boost. Did it? Well, we're here to find out. Great to have her here in my podcast today, ladies and gentlemen, Mel Ong Su. Hey, Mel. Hey, Raymond. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. Right, it's really great uh, to have an introvert as uh, you know you want to be called on my podcast. How do you feel? Quite nervous, actually. Um, <laughs> never done this before, so yeah, but excited at the same time. Awesome, it's going to be fun. So, uh, Mel, do you mind me to call you Mel? Go ahead. Awesome. Mel is good. <laughs> okay. Hey, Mel. Um, so for the benefit of our audience today, could you share what your business is and what does it do? Okay. So High Precision Diagnostics started back in 1996. So we are actually celebrating our 25th year this year. Wow. So yeah, very exciting. So High Precision is a diagnostics company. So we do blood tests. We do imaging services like x-ray, ultrasound, ECG. And stuff like that. That's 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 pretty much what we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and we also have doctors' clinics inside our branches. So it's a it's a complete service. So you go to our clinic. Um, either you want to go see a doctor or you want to get your your checkup, your blood test. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned twenty five years. So I'm assuming that you didn't start it because you you look too young. To, to have this for 20, unless you started this company when you were five years old or something, right? I wish everybody could actually see the video that I'm talking to. Uh, no, but actually, it was my dad's idea to, to start this business. I remember one, it was one weekend, a sun, Sunday afternoon, and my dad asked me, hey, you want to you wanna see a property I'm going to buy? I said, okay, I'll, you know, I'll drive around with you. And then he showed me this building, which is actually a three-story building. And on the ground floor is a gay bar. And on the second floor is a, is a billiard uh, place. People wow. hanging out, you know. And then he said, I'm going to buy this building. I said, okay. And he said, and I'm going to make it into a diagnostics. And I'm oh, thinking, wow. What? And I was thinking, what kind of diagnostics, right? <laughs> I was grade seven then. I was grade seven then. And then, and then he said, no, I'm going to build a diagnostics clinic. Then I can, and I'm, you know, I didn't really take him seriously. Until I was in high school, he, he asked my mom to work in the clinic full time. Mm-hmm. And my mom is a med tech. Okay. My mom is a med tech. So that's how it started. It's a small building in Quezon City in Manila, and that's how everything started. 
So one clinic, one center, your dad started it, mom went into the business uh, as a doctor? As a, no, as a, as, a, as a businesswoman. As a businesswoman. She, she, was, running, she was running the clinics. Well, what do you think was the inspiration to, to start diagnostics? You know, back then, when people need to take blood tests, everyone has to go to the hospitals. That's, that's the thing, right? There's not a lot of um, standalone diagnostics that would, that would offer this service. There are some, but not a lot, right? But the main practice is everybody goes to the hospital, you get your test there, and then you go home. And we know that hospital would cost an arm and a leg just to get a blood test. And then my, my parents believe that how can, I mean, how can people afford it, right? If you're just going to get a regular blood test, how can a normal person afford to get that kind of service? And that's why they started with high position to provide. I remembered our tagline was to provide uh, qualities, uh, to provide diagnostics at an affordable price. That was really our tagline was to really help people get access to good quality healthcare. Wow. Yeah. And were you always uh, in the family business? Or rather, let, let, let's rewind the clock a little bit, right? You went to university, right? And, uh, you know, in my spying, uh, in my investigation skills forte, uh, you went to the uh, in a university in New York, you started interior design, yeah. right? Uh, was interior design, were you always creative that you chose interior design? Yes. You know what? I never liked science growing up. And my dad's business is actually in uh, manufacturing, in paint. We are in the paint industry. So I said, okay, I can be an interior designer, which is somewhat related to my dad's business. So that was really my, my goal. I've always been creative. I like drawing. I like designing. So I went to New York. But then when I was there, when I was studying, my, my boss, my, our partner, would send me floor plans. And, and he would say, oh, we found a, a, a new location for a clinic. Can you start, can you design it for us? I was, you know, I said, sure, why not, right? So I would design while studying. I would send the floor plans over. And that's how it started. And then I remembered my mom only allowed me to study New York um, just to, she made sure that once I'm done, I should come back home and work for the family. Uh, so it was already an agreement, right? It was Study an agreement. New York, then come back to, for the, come in the back. family business. Yeah. So I graduated Friday. I was back home Tuesday. And oh, wow. at the office on Wednesday. Oh, wow. it, was, it was that fast. No, was, no one year honeymoon after the study break uh, or break after no, study. No such thing. What's that? <laughs> 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 yeah so that's that's how it started and then and then you know my my mom asked me so you know you want to work for HP I said okay you know I'm a good soldier I just said okay even though I don't like science I none of that right but when I started working for HP I was the one in charge of the branches the construction side of it and then later on my mom gave me more tasks. Like, I think you should handle marketing because, you know, I think, yeah, you know, you're creative, right? You know how to, you know what patients want. I'm very sensitive to what patient wants, right? Like when they enter the clinic, I want them to feel at home. I don't want them to feel scared. 
the fact that you're going to us, that means you're feeling something already, right? It's not like you're going to a mall, but you're going to a clinic. So I want it to be inviting and not intimidating. So, you know, that's what I put to mind whenever I design our clinic. But then marketing came and then sales came. And then that's when I really have to study all our tests, <laughs> all, all the trainings I have to attend. And then I'm talking to doctors, right? That, that sometimes they think, um, are, you, are you a doctor? They asked me. And I just said, no, no, I'm just a businesswoman. <laughs> and that's when you had to learn all the scientific and medical terms and uh, yes, all that, that's right? right? That's right. And then you just get the hang of it and, you know, you just, attend a lot of trainings and and slowly you know I enjoy what I what I do and eventually become second nature to me nice so how long have you been in the business now 12 years wow so in that 12 years what how was that growth like for you personally going from four branches if I can correctly remember right up to now which is 59 59 branches. 59 branches. And uh, um, I heard you mentioning earlier before we started the interview that uh, it will be 60 by the end of the year. Yes, that's right. Right. So so that all pretty much happened in the last 10 to 12 years, right? That's right. Wow. So what, right. how did that growth happen? You know what? Now that I'm looking back, I just remember just day in, day out, I was just like site visits. You know, like talking to suppliers, drawing plants. Like it was just like nonstop, right? When I, when we started, I didn't even hire anyone. It was just me. I didn't have people working for me. It was just me. And I even asked my mom, uh, can we hire an architect? Just one architect? She's like, nah, I think you can handle it, right? So it was, all I remember was like, there was a year where we opened 13 branches. And um. Seriously, I really don't know how we did it. And I really feel, and I'm just so blessed because, you know, all these, I guess the success of the company really has nothing to do with me or with my mom, with, with whoever's in management. I really believe that it was a blessing from, from, from God because no one in our company, my mom's not a doctor right? She's a med tech. I'm not a doctor. Our partners are not doctors, but we manage to operate the largest diagnostics in the country. And it says, you know, it's, it's not us. Someone is really behind the company. For me, it's, it's really, um, we just work hard. We work hard where we are right now. And, but with, with the blessing and really, Someone is really behind this. And I really want to acknowledge that. Were there any significant changes that you had to go through? Was it to adapt or, you know, going from uh, interior design to, to marketing to, to sales? Definitely. Was, was Definitely. There, was, what was significant with regards to those changes? Like every day was a learning day for me because I have no MBA. Right? I'm in the creative side, right? And 
all of a sudden I'm in this environment where I'm talking to doctors and making sure I sound credible, <laughs> right? I mean, they're not the easiest uh, to convince, especially if they know you're not a doctor, mm. right? And they've gone through years and years of medical school to exactly. build up that skill, right? And if they see someone who's young and trying to sell a certain test to them, they would wonder, who are you? Where did you study, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm in this industry. You know, I got, I got to love my job. And um, it's like every day is just a, you know, a learning event for me in terms of how do I, how do I sell this test? Where the culture here in the Philippines is they look at the hospital as, you know, they do no wrong, right? Then all of a sudden, a laboratory, a standalone diagnostics, all of a sudden is making noise and selling all these tests. And slowly they're feeling like, hey, how come we're not getting enough walk-ins compared to before? And whenever we open a branch, sometimes it's near a hospital. Slowly they're feeling our presence. Slowly they're paying attention. So it's, it's, it's exciting because um, we're first in the country who's actually have opened this many branches in terms of clinic. And it, we are changing the landscape of diagnostics. There's no company that I would copy because there's none in the, in the Philippines. And I have that free hand to market the test however I want to market it. And because I have that, you know, interior design or, you know, I'm the creative side. It's when we market a test, it's not intimidating. You tend to question, hmm, do I need that test? Maybe I should talk to my doctor about it. Right. Is, so, it, because, is it because of the freedom you have on marketing? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And, and what I'm grateful is that my mom, my boss, is not strict, right? She doesn't really pull me down and say, hey, don't do that, don't do this. She trusts me to the point where she'll tell me, you, you've been in this industry for 12 years, you pretty much know already, you do what you do. So that kind of gave me the freedom and at the same time, uh, the pressure to do better. <laughs> so supportive. Okay, now, and the pandemic came right two years ago how did that affect the business was it positive negative any changes that had to be done because of that we had to be quick because when pandemic started there was only one lab that was offering the rt-pcr test hmm. one lab in the philippines wow and when that started of course doctors were looking at us do you have this do you have the service and we didn't have it because it's a different practice. It's a molecular diagnosis. So we had to, you know, set up the lab as quick as possible to get the permits, to get the machine in. It was, that was for, for us the big, biggest change, right? It's not really, we didn't pivot because we're already part of this. I mean, we are in the healthcare industry. It's just adding a service to our menu. Is it just being in the right industry at the right time? 
then you, you can't really ask for the pandemic to happen, right? And obviously, this made positive uh, bounds for the leaps and bounds for the, the company, being able to do that kind of diagnostic test uh, during the pandemic. I think because of the pandemic, it actually a better meaning to what we do. You know, we are in the healthcare industry. You know, we serve patients, right? Sick patients and help the doctors practice, right? But this pandemic gave me a new meaning why we do what we do. It's, it's a different feeling where patients would call you and say, thank you for helping out my family, for getting access to, to these tests. It's very convenient and price is also very reasonable. And it's not just, you know, like if you're in a uh, healthcare industry, there should be, you know, your heart should be in it. You should know why you're in this industry. And, and the sole reason why we are in healthcare is because my parents wanted to help to provide quality healthcare for everyone. Right? But it gave a new meaning to me and I'm glad that I chose my mom's business over my dad's, <laughs> right? It, um, it allowed me to help and it allowed me to, you know, to, to make a difference in someone's life. I think that's very important, right? As, as business people, we ask ourselves, what is our purpose? Right? What, what, why, does, why, why does the company have to exist? And what does yeah. it really do? And for who does it do it for? Uh, many people speculate that in the healthcare industry, right, it's a really uh, cutthroat or it's a shark industry where just people are in there because they're just making tons of money uh, because of the, the, the medicine, right? Uh, the margins are so high. And that's really why people are in the medical industry. So I think what you're saying is that, you know, regardless of it, the, the core has to be very strong. Right, and your core in high precision is really to provide that affordable care, yeah. right, for people. Was it too overwhelming? Was the pandemic too overwhelming with regards to diagnosis? Could you guys manage it? Because I'm hearing a lot of people, a lot of countries. This, you know, when when especially recently when cases rise again uh, in Malaysia, here in the Philippines, in Indonesia. You know, um, hospitals are packed, ICU beds are, 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 there's no more ICU beds available and things like that. Did that affect the diagnostics side of uh, healthcare? Our challenges were our people. People were leaving. People were scared to go to work, right? Mm. It was, um, we were operating probably 70% of our staff. 30% were just too scared to come in. And we have 2,000 employees right now. And um, I guess uncertainty, right? Uh, hospitals were pirating our staff also. Um, parents are afraid to let their kids go to work and bring the virus home, right? And it is overwhelming because a lot of patients don't want to go to the hospital. They look for the next best thing, right? Their op next option would be HP. So mm -hmm. we're, we're getting a lot of patients, but our staff are overwhelmed. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a big change. Now the market is different. 
and uh, now we, you know, we've been we have home service for over ten years now. We've been doing home service for for a really long time, and and you know the demand is there, but we don't have enough staff to accommodate patients. And sometimes it's 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 hard. It's it's disheartening when we have to turn down a patient and say, you know, the next appointment would be in a week's time. And I get really anxious when when I have to turn down a friend and say, can you wait for five days, right? And, you know, you can hear it in their voice that they're desperate. I need to get these tests done. And that, that, for me, that's my frustration, that I cannot serve. Uh, I cannot serve patients that, are, that would need your service. I think that, for me, is frustrating. It's tough, right? Uh, our businesses rely so much on uh, people. But that's also the hardest thing to manage because it's it's emotions, right? It's humans. We, we can't control humans. We're not we're not the man up there. We, we can't tell people what to that's do. Right. That's right. right. So the next question I have, you know, how how has this changed your life, right? I mean, you have kids at home, and uh, you know you've got to go to the office. Now I don't think the kids can go to school, right? No, not yet, not yet. You know the. the the start of the pandemic, I have to admit, I had like anxiety. I couldn't sleep. You know, I think I had one major meltdown last year. And, um, you know, for the first time, and I shared this with my faith group, for the first time I was on my knees praying. I said, Lord, whatever it is, right, just protect me, protect my family. And just, you know, it's like you have the power to change this. And I, you know, who am I to even control the situation? Right? So I'm going to leave it up to you. And, and, you know, now that I look back, now whatever is happening, I'm actually grateful that it happened. And, and because of the pandemic, I get to spend more time with my husband, spend more time with the kids, appreciate life, appreciate things that, you know, before it didn't really matter, but now you're just like, wow, vacation is, you know, such a luxury back. I mean, before you just take vacation for granted and now you can't even leave, right? Was, you can't yeah. even go to the mall. Just simple, like, just me going to the grocery is like an event, <laughs> right? So it's, I... I'm just grateful that it happened. And, and I even told you, like in the email, I said, let's not waste this pandemic. There's a reason why it happened, right? And because of the pandemic also, we started a Bible study group with my family, with my cousins. And if the pandemic didn't happen, I don't think we would form a group. I don't think I would even open the Bible, to be, to be honest. And... And because of this pandemic, it really changed me as a, as a mom, as a wife, as a businesswoman, as, as a person. And, and, you know, people look at the bad side of it, right? But there's always good side in everything. You just have to open your eyes and realize it. Amen, amen. <laughs> and then you joined EO. And this was last year? Just last year. So, yes. So I told you, I don't like talking to people, right? <laughs> um, you know, I like to keep my circle small. But 
So Juan Lee, which is the cousin of my husband, invited me to join EO. Mm-hmm. And I said, nah, that's not for me. No, no, no. I don't think, you know, I don't think I can be, you know, be able to talk to people just, just randomly. And then he said, you know, think about it. Think about it. I think you'll, you'll be a good fit. And then pandemic happened. And I said, okay, I'm stuck at home. Might as well sign up in the EO, step out of my comfort zone and go from there, which I did. And now it's almost a year, 11 months to be exact. And I'm having a lot of fun. And now you're doing a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> well, final question for you. It's been such a great uh, conversation so far. For somebody that doesn't like to talk, you know, 15 to 20 minutes just flew by. So last question for you. Well, yes. in this last journeys that you've been through, you know, through your 20, through your 12 years in the business, or even in your the marriage and raising two wonderful kids, what has been your biggest discoveries so far? My biggest discovery, God has a plan for everyone. There's a reason why you're there, where you are why you're married to the person you're married, why you have, why I have two kids. There's a reason for everything. You know, I have been very faithful in terms of my quiet time. And I've never felt peace despite of this crazy world that, you know, whatever is going on. I, f- I feel peace and I feel calm. And, you know, there will always be problems, right? In the office, you know, in the family, kids. But I know that God will never forsake me or leave me. And there's always lesson in whatever situation you're in. So I take it, you know, I take it, you know, every day I try to learn something from it and appreciate it. At the end of the day, you have to appreciate everything and be grateful. So that's what I that's what I learned. This 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 whole time. I guess how old am I? I'm not gonna mention my age, but that's what I what what I've learned. That you're not alone in this journey. Someone is there holding your hand. So awesome, so awesome. Now it's been such a great uh, last 20 minutes. You know, uh, my biggest take home from from this podcast with you is really understanding true gratitude. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can be in any situation, like what you said. Uh, if we don't understand how to be grateful about the situation, then we don't learn from it. Right? And from le- from listening to you, every part of it is a learning journey. You you shared that you learn every day in this new business from being in a... And you know what? Uh, I just want to mention this because uh, this wasn't part of the interview. Can you share You know what you told me earlier? If you were not here, what would you have been professionally? I want to be a golfer. <laughs> I want to be in the golf course every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome yeah so like you know things like that right so golfing uh, and but you didn't you had to change you had to pivot um, you had to go into the medical industry you didn't you wanted to go manufacturing but you went into the me- medical industry instead um, you you didn't do interior design but you started started with interior design but you shifted again to doing sales and marketing and so on and if we don't understand how these paths are made for us Perhaps the only thing that we'll see is just pure um, hatred or pure complaints along the way, right? But accepting it and be grateful for it, I guess that's what life is all about. That's right. 
right? Let's not make life too complicated when it's already complicated enough. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you so Ong much, Suri, Ray. You made me so com comfortable. Like, I don't mind just talking the whole day. <laughs> Thank <Yes>. you so much. <laughs> My mission has been solved. <laughs> Thank you so much again, Mel, for being on Phoenix Rising. It's been such a great time chatting with you. I wish you an awesome journey ahead in your business and also with EO. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Give us a like or a follow. And I'll see you guys next time on the show. Bye-bye. You've been listening to an EO APAC production. If you enjoyed today's episode, do hit subscribe and share it with your friends and family. I look forward to sharing with you the next story of A Phoenix Rising.